You know, the problem with Latinos is not work ethic. You know, we're probably one of the hardest working ethnic groups out there. Unfortunately, statistics don't reflect that. Right. And it just and I and I feel like a big part of that is because we're not educated. Hello, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the More Than The Numbers podcast. This is a show where we'll dive into the stories of people overcoming financial insecurity, showing the different paths that people take to become wealthy, and overall, just how to live a more purposeful life. So if you enjoyed listening to the show, please show some support. Give us a five-star review and leave a comment of your favorite part of the pod. Also, please share it to anyone that you know that feels stuck and that needs some uplifting or need some help to get their finances in order. We're really just trying to help as many people as we can with these stories. Uh, God bless all of you and yeah, just enjoy the show. Today we introduce the dynamic duo behind the Educate and Elevate platform. Pablo Moreno and Armando Olmeda are financial strategists who use their unique backgrounds to bring entrepreneurship, financial education, and retirement planning to the Latino community. In this podcast, we learn about why they do what they do, along with the difficulties that minorities go through when trying to create generational wealth. We hope you enjoy listening to this pod half as much as we enjoyed making it, because we had a ball. More than the numbers podcast, let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome to the More Than the Numbers podcast. Today, we've got some special guests. It's the first time that we're ever driving all the way out from our from our home office. We came out here in, in Chino Hills. Appreciate Pablo Moreno, Armando Volmeda, Educate and Elevate. Thank you for coming on the pod, guys. Man, of course, bro. Thank you for having us. That's uh, dope, man. I mean, I mean, it's our first time opening up our studio yeah. to someone else, but bro, who a better guest than, than I you know. Guys. You guys had me on a, on a training call. I came here and met you guys for the first time. I don't really even know you guys personally like that, too, and so I appreciate you're kind of like inviting someone you don't really know, so I really appreciate the hospitality and bringing Moon, our creative director, back there, too, so hey. just extremely happy to I'm here and, and elevate your stories and and just give everyone some inspiration and some tips, some hacks on how they can improve their lives. So, yeah. bro, we, we, you know, when it was funny, bro, because when, when you reached out and, you know, we were chopping it up, you came to the branding event that we had uh, about a month and a half ago almost now. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, it was a, we didn't even really have to think about it too much, bro. We love your energy. We love what your, what your podcast is all about and everything that you're doing, man. So, yeah, you guys are it's, killing it's, it, bro. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, great, it's a great match. Killing it. Keep going. No, no, definitely. And again, it's like when I saw you guys, I was like, I didn't know there were other Hispanic, Latino, young men, like, just trying to go for success, you know? I feel like a lot of people in our kind of age group are, they're not there yet, you know, in terms of, like, the the mentality. They're still kind of in party mode or, you know, just not there taking things as serious or looking at their future yet. And sometimes, I've, I bet you guys can see it, too, where you try to, you know, maybe get your boys from back home of, like, you'll get your stuff together, and it's just, like, so hard. So just to see you guys so proper, so clean, so, you know, on the nose discipline when it when I saw it, it was like it's admirable so I want to be whatever uh, whatever it is a part of it yeah, I, I wanted compliment. I wanted a little bit but yeah I can compliment you guys all day but I want to go into your story so okay. tell me about it like where did you guys meet and what inspired you guys to start the Educate and Elevate brand bro it's it's kind of funny you want you want to take this one or <laughs> well I'll, I'll start with the Educate Elevate brand yeah like, like that that brand we started the beginning of the year uh, because it really came down to I, like Pablo and I have a lot of similarities and we, we came together, bro. It was kind of like, well, man, I'm trying to do something. You're trying to do something. 
it's kind of like, well, we have a lot in common too. And we, it seems like the passion has always been there. At least for myself, it's been there for the Latino community. And when I got to know Pablo, it's just that times 10. Yeah, know, bro. And, and, and honestly, like the relationship, like I feel like nowadays a lot of people connect on the gram, right? We had a couple of mutual friends and it's it all sparked from curiosity, right? I think we all have a very pretty common belief as far as like being Laker fans. We were just talking offset, uh, the Mamba mentality, right? And I think that Armando and I kind of, we connected on the, on the sports vibe a lot, right? We, we love the morality of business. We love entrepreneurship. We both have a passion for helping our community. Um, but also at the same time, we actually had a, a very big commonality too. Of, I don't know if you've heard of these guys based out of Atlanta called Earn Your Leisure, EYL. So, you know, one of the things that we really were drawn to was just their educational platform and how they really, uh, you know, strive to really just educate and elevate, <laughs> in, in other words, right? And really what our passion lies in is exactly that. The, the, the core values are really aligned in terms of educating and elevating. Um, but we wanted to do it for our community, man, because, you know, we're really passionate about, you know, the Latin community. We're really passionate about getting into the inner cities. We're passionate about giving back. And, and, and you know, when we were talking about I mean, what, what, what could we do, that's, that's kind yeah. of where it, where it landed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we, it came down to really like, well, how can we get the biggest outreach possible? Like, and then I think the biggest question we always got to ask ourselves whenever we do anything is, well, how can we affect the most amount of people? And what better way than teaming up and hitting down like a niche market, like the Latino who are underserved and underrepresented, where we could hit them up and then talk to them directly because now we could resonate with them. You know, we're bilingual enough to yeah, the point, Spanglish, the, the LA Spanglish, but... No, no Sabo kids or what? No Sabo kids. <laughs> yeah, bro. So it's cool. You know, it, it aligned well. It aligned well. Now we're flowing. We're flowing. We have events going on. So it, yeah. I like it, bro. I'm very I'm grateful to see where we're at and... Nice. So, so why, where did you get that passion for uplifting the Latino community? Did you guys ever have like as a, a personal story to why it is like for me growing up and I was telling you guys, I'm a, a mortgage loan officer, really inspired and, and wanted to kind of make a mark in, of uh, like being successful with that. Cause I came from, you know, lower income family. We all, the tias, tios all living in, yeah. in the same house, lived in the garage, things like that. So I'm like, there's gotta be another kind of way. And so that's what kind of sparked my fire and help me learn about all the gaps that there are with just the info that's not there for the Latino community. That was my personal story. So do you guys have any personal stories with why, you know, you feel that inspiration or drive to do it? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question, man. And, and, and much like kind of like yourself, I mean, my, my personal story in terms of like really giving back and why I got into this, into the industry of financial services, specifically insurance, retirement planning and living trust and all that stuff is, I, I lost my dad at 14 years old, right? And, and my dad came here from Mexico City. My mom's from Cuba. And, you know, when my dad came here, he was 23 years old, you know, built a, a really, really large business. Um, but I think just like a lot of Latinos, Lati I say it all the time, you know, the problem with Latinos is not work ethic. You know, we're probably one of the hardest working ethnic groups out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, statistics don't reflect that. Right. And it just and I and I feel like a big part of that is because of, we're not educated. Right. So, like, for example, I go back to my story when my dad passed in 09, you know, he had a really large estate. But we were actually we ended up being in a six year probate case oh my because, God. you know, he didn't have any life insurance. He didn't have a living trust. He didn't have his his documents in order. And he passed from one day to another. I mean, we, we don't get our checkout date. So for me, it was like, man, I went through that. I experienced it personally. 
And that was my why. So my heart really does break when I see Latinos, you know, working 15 hour days or away from their families. They're making all this money, but they're stashing it under, under the mattress or they're not essentially setting themselves up properly to qualify for real estate or to build that real wealth. Right. So, and it's not nothing against the Latinos, but it's more so like, how can we educate them? How can we resonate with them? How can we connect with them? And that was my reason on, on the why, you know what I mean? That was a little bit about my story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Strong why too, bro. I mean, I, you, and people know your story cause it's a strong story. And then my story would be more, more about seeing the inequality gap between if you look at Latinos versus any other ethnicity, Latinos fall very, very down. So Looking at that racial inequality gap and the economic inequality gap has always been like my really what true my true motivation is like how could we actually bridge the gap together, and now that's really one of my goals as my initiatives now is bridging the gap between it, it being healthcare, it being Latino community, whatever community that's separate from entrepreneurship, finance, and leadership, bridging that gap together. And how could I do that? And that's how Educate Elevate started as well. And then, I mean, my personal story, I guess it would just come from just from similar to your story, bro. Kind of like, you know, we're all Latino. We see our moms, our, our, our parents, all they do is work. And, and like Pablo was saying, hard work isn't our, it's not what we lack at all. It's more just finding the right tools. I think Warren Buffett said this the other day on a quote. Him and his best friend both started out, same career. Except he went, I, down, I think he went down, he took a steel career versus Warren Buffett took the, obviously the stocks. Yeah. They both work the same amount, but obviously Warren Buffett is now a billionaire. It's just a matter of which route are you taking, which boat are you on, are you rowing? So if we're rowing just as hard, if we could put them, if we could put an individual on the right boat and have them row just as hard, imagine how much how much farther he could be. So man, you guys are speaking facts and condolences on that, man. That's that's powerful too. And now I can kind of see why you're in the life insurance as well. Like that's such a powerful thing to come from of like that this, you literally suffered that and you saw six years of probate. That's like, and you're trying to grieve too and you're that age. I just can't imagine like what you were going through at that time. And that probably was what what allows you to have that fire every single day and, yeah, and to keep it going. It's like, I got goosebumps thinking about it. That's why he comes in here fiery, bro. It's yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, the team knows, the team knows, you know, sometimes it, it, I love business. Don't get me wrong. But for me, this industry is well beyond just making the money, man. It's, it's honestly impact. Oh, I mean, I have it on my vision boards. You guys see it all the time. The team, I talk about it all the time. It's like, look, I've lived the other side. Like, I'm not doing this just for the money. Like, I truly do it because I've lived it. I've been on the other side of, of a family not having life insurance. And so many times we, we, we don't take it seriously. Or maybe sometimes it's like, hey, like, yeah, we bought a house. We want to build wealth. I, I, I love real estate personally. I'm an investor myself. But are we protecting our assets? Are we protecting our ass, really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's really what it's about. It's, it's having that financial literacy. But the biggest thing is, like, well, how could you, how are we going to reach the people, right? It's right. one thing if we know it. Who cares if we know it? If no yeah. one else knows it, then what's the, what's the thing? And that's really what the biggest drive of what we're trying to do is bridge that gap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and to piggyback off of that, it's like, that's where, that's where it's like, okay, we have the statistics, right? We, we know the how, but this, unfor it's, it's like going back, if we're talking to the Latino community, it's like if I start speaking to you in Spanish, that's a completely different language. Whether you understand it or you don't, maybe somebody from here from the States, or it's like, for example, we have one of our good friends, he's in Japan right now, right? He doesn't speak the language of Japanese, respectfully, right? But, you know, it's like financial literacy, finance in general. I mean, you guys being in real estate as well, like Armando being in nursing as well, like that's its own language. 
you know? So if now I can now help translate the language of financial literacy to la to the Latino community, which is what we are, one of our missions is that that's to do is to really be translators and make it relatable to our people. You know what I mean? They look well, like and us. That's, and that's why, like us. and that's why we try to be open the, you know, where they're at, you know, exactly. that's why we, we threw the, the pop-up event, Latino pop-up event. That's why we pull up to uh, our good friend, Christian Blends' event. We try to be in there, and I, that's one of our initiatives, is too, is try to be with con la gente, porque pues, la gente está trabajando siempre. And in reality, like, I have conversations with them every day, and it's like, yeah, like, they, they start to gain your respect because the more, the more they see you. That's a fact. You know, so, so that, that's, that's going to be our uphill battle. Yeah. No, and that's, it is because, like, when I, when I first got into real estate working in Orange County, you know, like, I only knew what I grew up with like, growing up with, like, my mom, my family's from Chihuahua. Mm. And nice. and just being in there in uh in Orange County and in and working like in a call center, who are the managers in there? White yeah. men and like that's the education that they they were given and, and the people that I'm talking on the phone, homeowners. I'm not talking to mostly Latinos. Latinos. It's yeah. mostly you know it, it is what it is. It's like a lot of the white white people. Um, yeah. And I just every single time I have I'm on a phone call, I'm like, damn, I wish I could just be explaining this stuff to our Hispanic community because it's just like that kind of gap and it's from there's not enough faces yeah. to show of like that there's representation that people are, are out there going for more. So I think the impact and the power that you guys are having is like a huge, huge ripple effect because it's just not out there and it's not accessible. And that's the reason why it's so tough for us to get out, you know, of that. Um, I wanted to hear your advice. Uh, give me some a applicable advice. Right. So I've got my, like an abuelito real stubborn, you know, my tias, like, how do you motivate your, your family that's like against, because they're, they're fearful, you know, of the whole yeah. system. Like, what do you, what do you kind of tell them to introduce them the idea? Like, what do you usually do to, to get them to the next step of like either budgeting or going into life insurance? Like, what would you say? Yeah. I mean, I guess, all right. So who are we talking to? Your abuelito? Let's, let's say, yeah, let's call it that. My abuelito, like right now, he, nice. he's, how old is your abuelito? He's older, for example, right? He's like 70. And yeah. he doesn't want to talk about doing the the will. He doesn't want to talk oh, about trust. anything. It's like, and he owns a house. And it's just, he's just really fearful about it. Like, what would you say to someone like that that's like really averse and scared? Yeah, that's a great question because that is a commonality. You know, we that, that's a very common situation. And it really comes down to, well, what's guaranteed in life? You know, like, are we all guaranteed to live long or are we all guaranteed to one day pass away? And at the end of the day, I think it's just more education on probate, like what Pablo went through, where even if you say that you don't want to do this, the go the state is still going to take over your property. And if you, who would you, would you rather pay 1600 bucks for a living trust or would you rather pay 20 grand for probate? Would, would you rather pass away knowing that your family's taken care of or would you rather pass away and leave the debt for your family to take care of? You know, and, and then I would just resonate the hard work they did. Talk about all the work they did and say, how would it feel to you if through all this hard work you did, someone would just to come in and just sweep it under your feet? Just because you didn't do a $1,600 living trust, you didn't put a life insurance policy that maybe could have taken care of the funeral expenses, no medical exam needed, or just something at least to pass on to your family. Now they're not burdened with any debt, and now they could at least start in a better place than maybe we started with. It's the easiest wealth transfer ever. Yeah, I would I would definitely second that. You yeah. know, I would definitely second that approach. And I mean, it, it's never an easy conversation, 
right? It's yeah, never it an easy yeah, conversation. Yeah. You know, I'll share a story that that I think a lot of people could probably resonate with. And I don't think I've ever told this story before, so this is a first. But it was a time that my uh, my mom actually brought up the, the the conversation for the first time to my dad. It was a f- it was actually a few years before he passed, and they went out to dinner. Um, and my mom was like, you know, hey, we should probably start thinking about getting you some life insurance, kind of getting the stuff set in, in, in order. And my dad got up from the table and left. Mm. You know, and how many times us as males, let's be honest, right? Whether it be males or females, but how many times us as males do we just put up that guard and we don't want to accept reality sometimes? And I think that that's where some sort of emotional intelligence could definitely come into place, especially for us as as men in society. Like we have to take accountability for that. Well, it's also breaking women, the machismo right? too. Though. Yeah, that's it's, a it's culture definitely, thing. It's, a, it's definitely like, a culture thing my, too. My, my dad hasn't bought life insurance for me, bro. Like he won't. Like he yeah. he That's doesn't want saying. to. Yeah, he don't. He won't even do a living trust. I was like, dude, I'll pay for it for you. Like it's a Christmas gift. He's like, nah, I'll do it later. Cause I was like, dude, I'm like, I don't know. But it's a machismo thing. So I totally get you with your abuelito. Sometimes they need to hear from someone else. Yeah. So I'll share. I'll share another story. <laughs> it was, it, I'll share another story too. And it was actually a client that I was dealing with here about about a month ago. Went to his house and um, you know did the entire presentation. Him and the wife absolutely loved the entire. Uh, the entire thing, like the, the entire, all the, the concepts and everything. And the wife loved it. The kids were there. Everyone was in agreement, got the application. We went through everything, got the approval and they ended up backing out last no minute. No way. And the reason they ended up backing out last minute was because the, the husband was just under the impression of, Hey, this life insurance stuff is a scam, you know? And I was only able to take it so far. Right. If that was if that's what his thoughts were, that's where his thoughts were. Unfortunately, and honestly, I hate I, I really do hate to say this story is that. A few weeks passed by, I, I just saw an Instagram post a couple of days ago. They just had a family passing. Oh, my God. They just had a family passing. And sure enough, am I going to sit there as the agent and say, hey, like you see? No, absolutely not. Like, that's not the way you approach it. But best believe like. They're thinking about it, you know. So I mean, well, are we, we going to are we going to wait until it's too late? Is the moral of the story? Are we going to wait until everyone? Are you going to be the person that is saying, "I wish I should have done this. I wish I should have done that." And ultimately, at the end of the day, all you're doing is shooting all over yourself. And it's all—it's crazy to think about that. It's all over just a mentality thing, right? It's not a money thing. It's not like a—it's just a stubbornness sometimes a machismo thing yeah and it's an education it's, i mean it's an education it's, thing but but i mean? think it's again it kind of goes back to the years and years of the system of the american system like hasn't really treated the minorities well all this yeah. time so they just are so averse to everything that's what i feel like when i'm you know doing the mortgages so i i think you're absolutely correct though too i mean if you think about mortgages right they had redlining which yeah. is which is how they would like systematically um how would how, it was systematically out, like outpace a, a group from applying for mortgages in a particular area just to keep it like white or just to keep it like a particular ethnicity. So I told, yeah, bro, there's, there's, there's a huge, and that's why they have that because yeah, we, we've been systematically discriminalized for years and we still, you know, we still, you can see, we probably still are. So I totally get the Latino who doesn't want to, or doesn't trust. I totally get it, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there, but at the same time, 
education is going to save the world. Oh, yeah. And speaking on education too, let, let's bring it current, right? Let, yeah. Let's, what's the biggest topic in the financial world right now? Banks going out, yep. right? Banks going out. Currently right now, People say, well, is life insurance a scam? And I want to debunk this this scam for everybody that's watching. Oh, right I was now. just gonna ask that. So yeah, is, is life <laughs> is life insurance a scam? Well, here it is, guys. Where's my money safer? Right? Is my money safer inside of a bank or is my money safer inside of a life insurance uh, policy with the life insurance company? First of all, when have you ever heard about a life insurance company going out of business? Okay, that's number one. We hear banks going under all the time. Okay, so statistically proven, right, by the numbers. For every dollar that you put inside of a bank, whether it be Chase, Wells Fargo, whatever the case may be, they could legally lend out about nine. Okay, so you give me a dollar, I can now lend out nine in loans, personal loans, credit, whatever the case may be. For every dollar that for every dollar that you put inside of a life insurance policy, whether it be a term policy, a permanent policy, whatever the case may be, these financial insurance companies have to have five in reserves. One, has, they can lend out nine for every dollar you deposit. One has to have five in reserves. So where's your money safer? That's crazy. Not to mention, okay, let's say, okay, I'm not putting my money in the bank. I'm putting it under the mattress. You guys well, then, well, are then you got inflation estate, and stuff, you know? Right, you got inflation. Yeah. You got all these other different things where it's like you're going to get outpaced. Well, if banks are going on under, which they are right now. I think right now they just reported probably another one possibly going under. I mean, yeah, then, then you really start to ask yourself, like, where is it the safest? So anybody listening, you know, then you can just start doing your research on like, well, as Pablo was saying, like there's different types of life insurance companies and you just got to figure out which one is the best one. But yeah, it's the bank and that Chase, for example, wouldn't just be like the all out answer or holding it under the Sion tampoco isn't the best answer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Are I mean, you and you have that problem too as a lender, right? Shit, someone tells you I got all cash. I'm like, dude, you're same thing. Your all cash, cash is no good. They don't. It's a lot of, again education. They don't, they they write off everything on their tax returns too. It's another one. You know, but yeah. they're just not again not not informed about about the process. Right. And that's kind of what hopefully we all are bringing to it. Just bringing that stuff to light, so it just becomes more normal, just like it is for you know the any regular American. But but aside from that, life insurance. I want to know about you guys individually, right? So it's tough. I mean, you guys are are running your own businesses, your entrepreneurs, like how do you stay motivated each day? Like and when you're going through your ups and downs, like how do you, how do you manage to keep it consistent? Are there any kind of cornerstones that you guys use to, to have that consistency in, in entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a great question, bro. I mean, consistency is a big factor. I think that's something we could all work on, but for me to stay consistent, um, you just really got to look at your why. Like, what's the thing that drives you the most? Like, why do you get up? Or why are you even here right now? Like, you really got to think about the, the longer vision. And, you know, one thing I started implementing was writing out my goals, like, at least every day. And then having, like, something that keep me accountable, like someone else. So I have Pablo there who keeps me accountable, too. So it being my calls, you know, for us being in the business, me being my contacts, how many people am I meeting, whatever it may be. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to your biggest why, bro. And then and, and my why ultimately is to make my mom proud, my parents proud. And if I make her proud, then at the end of the day, I know I'm doing my job. But I know what it takes to make her proud too. And I, I, I have her raise her standards on purpose. So now it forces me to raise my standards in order to make her happy. Because she, she'll love me if I do nothing. You know, either way, that's her mom. But it's like, nah, mom, you got you to gotta make me work harder. Because that way I raise my standards and then now she's cool and I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, talk about the mom. Like, oh, it's... 
I feel like it for me personally, it's like a, it's an up and down thing, right? Because they don't want to see your their little Nino going to them and like feeling bad and sad. They're just gonna, oh no, it's okay. Yeah, you know, you don't have to nah. just go quit. Like <laughs> that's what my mom would do. Like no, no my mom does. too. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you don't no. need all that. Just just do that. And then you gotta. But again, I think that's you made that point really good about you raise your own standards to show them the new standards, and, then, and they can keep you accountable to that, right? So it's there's like, a new standard of life that we gotta live by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? For yeah, you I, 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 no, man. I think I think those are great. Um, I think for me, it, it goes back to, I, I'm really big on structure, right? So am I perfect all the time? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? I don't think nobody is, but here's a little tip that I had a mentor share with me one time. And that was to have a habit tracker, right? So what are your daily habits? What are the corner, the pillars inside of your day? Right? So for example, you know, I'll, I'll bring out a, like a spreadsheet. I'll create a spreadsheet with, you know, six or seven things that I absolutely need to do on a weekly basis or on a daily basis, right? And I'll have a check, a checklist, just an easy little schedule. You know, did I have my Bible and devotion time? Did I get my gallon of water in? Did I get my workout in, right? Did I read today? Did I make my contacts? Daily little habits that'll just keep you on track to be able to produce the things that you need to do. And then you go Monday through Sunday, right? You set an expectation for yourself. Do I work out every day? Absolutely not. But my goal is to do five days a week, right? Same thing with all my other cool. daily habits. So, and then you create a little checklist and what doesn't get measured doesn't get done. So once you sit down at the end of the week and you say, okay, these are all the things. I, I got this many X's. I got this many check marks. Okay, I succeeded in this area of my life, but I failed in this area. How can we improve on that this next week? Right? And if you continue to just habit stack that, right? Shout out to Atomic Habits. That's, That's a, a really good, yeah, book, really good book. Yeah. Right? If, book. You reach out, if you read that, read that book, highly recommend if you're an entrepreneur or if you're trying to develop personally, it's a really good book to, to start with. Yeah. But- it's a good way, right? And and I'll, all I would do is just create a little habit tracker for yourself and you determine, hey, I want to focus on these different areas of my life. And then you could start to reanalyze, you know, every quarter. I know Armando's really big on, on creating like Wait, a contract with himself. Oh, yeah. I got that from Tommy Habits, yeah. bro. Yeah, the habit. Wait, explain on that. Yeah, explain that. It's called a habit contract. So through the book, you basically make your goal. So like you have your, your income goal for the year and then you break it down as exactly as Paulo was saying, you break it down to the habits. And then from that, you you make a contract with yourself. You're saying, all right, it's pain and reward. So basically, if I hit my goal, then I reward myself. Very simple. Like, And then if I don't, then you got to punish yourself. So, for example, one of the punishments <laughs> I have, um, one of the punishments I have was one I can't disclose. But another one that I do have <laughs> is that I can't listen to no music in the car. And then no what? music at the gym. So if I work, so if I don't hit my goal when I work out, there's no music playing. No Bad Bunny, bro. No Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh my no God, no Ada. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I, you know, so that, that's my, it's like a little thing, you know, but then it, my reward would be like, like watch a movie or something. What, uh, what, to do you write it out? Like, what do you use on your habit tracker? Is it just a notes on your iPhone? Like, is there an app that people should use? What do you I don't use? know. I don't know what it is, man, but there's just, I, I call me old school, man, but there's just magic when you pick up a pen and you put it to a paper. So I'm so really big on journaling, you know, create it, like literally have it when it comes to goals. I mean, I have a, I have a mirror at home. We all have mirrors in the bathroom. That's right? true. Hopefully, that's true what he's saying. Right. Get a, get a dry erase marker, write out your goals, your top three goals in a little bullet point. They don't have to be long, but just anchor them in with something. For example, you know, one of my number one goal is to put God first, right? I put God before everything that I do. So I put God first. So that just reminds me mentally that no matter what decisions I make, I'm going to put him first, right? And you make other goals. Maybe your goal is to make $50,000 a month, right? 50K, boom. 50K slash month, boom. At least 
the more you see it, the more you're going to be pushing towards those things. That's true about your bathroom. Yeah. yeah the other day I went. Graffiti was Yeah, markers. everywhere, bro. I was peeing and I was reading. You know, I was like, damn, he's got a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Mondo, Mondo comes to the house from time to time. And yeah, bro, like, people come to my house all the time and they'll see it and be like, what the heck? Like, you actually do this? I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, You think I'm just saying You this? think I'm just saying, saying it? Nah, man. Like, I got things to do. I got things to accomplish. And, you know, this is this is what works for me. Does it work for everybody? I don't know, but it works for me. That's a good That's a good tip to walk away, though. He writes it. I Google Calendar it. So, Google Calendar is like my best friend. So, just find out what you're, what resonates with you the most. So you love that paper and pen. You love that marker writing all over the place. Probably tell like this, too, right? Got the <laughs> right too. Oh, man. I, I have one question for, I was just curious about, about you, Armando, about your balance of you're a nurse yeah, and you're a real estate agent and you're doing financial services. Can, can you speak yeah. on that a bit? Like how did you, I don't know any other, if you're a nurse, they're usually just sticking with that. Like what brought you to those different branches? Yeah, bro. Great question. Um, that I've been getting that question more and more. I would say, so every nurse that's out there works three days a week because we work 12 hour shifts. So what do we do with our other four days? Well, if you don't have a kid, you're taking care of your, your, your family. But if you don't, most likely they're not uh, a hidden secret is that every nurse is thinking about some type of entrepreneur thing, a ah. high sauce. So yeah, they're hustlers. We're hustlers. So I knew that going in, cause I, I, I've been in the hospital for years. I knew that going in right when I got my degree, I got my real estate license like a month later. And that was in 2020. And then, yeah, that was COVID year, right? Is that COVID? Yeah, yeah, that was COVID year. Yeah. So I got my, my, my BSN, my, my RN license, and then I got my real estate license like a month after. So now I started doing both. And then I got introduced to financial services about six, seven months ago. And it implemented well exactly with what we're doing already because we're all about educating anyways about homes, about loans. Now it's just implementing the entire financial plan of an individual. So how does that relate to nursing? Well, bro, healthcare, prof healthcare professionals are one of the hardest working people, especially during covid we we got oh, yeah. we we were we working so much and we seen a lot too. There's a lot of trauma, a lot of mental issues that we go through because being in the hospital and what we saw during COVID, and being in that case, a lot of people are actually thinking of like a way. Well, what else could I do to supplement my income where I don't have to be at the hospital all the time? So now I'm I, I really just want to bridge that gap and then show them the options that they have available for them. So nice. that, that's one of my passions, too, because of COVID. That, that was like, a, I'm a COVID. No, still, you're still seeing issues from back then. It's still shortages at different hospitals. Yeah, my, the, my fiance's mom just got her doctorate of nursing. Nice. Congratulations. So craziness. To like, what the heck? At, that's awesome. In their 50s, man. But, yeah, so she's been telling me about that that huge deficit. And, and yeah, they are, they're hustlers, man. Yeah. Long shifts. So I, I can definitely see it. But as we're kind of winding down, I just want to get the, the, these last questions down. So for each of you, right? And this is, uh, <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of trouble answering this question because they don't look this far out into it. But I think for you guys, with, you know, you're, you guys are writers in your notebooks, keeping the Google calendars. So at the end of the day, right, what, what would you say that you wanted to accomplish in this life? Like what, what, what are you doing all this for? I know you explained you're kind of wise, but looking in a perfect world, like, what, what do you want to see, you know, 60, 70 years down the line? For me, man, I just, I want to, I want to serve, to be honest with you. I just, I, I God, for me, like I, my, my walk with the Lord is big. So whatever ways he could use me, right. Whatever, whatever ways 
that may be, whether that be as an evangelist, as a teacher, um, as a preacher. You know, I don't know what the future holds, to be honest with you. I, I Yeah, it's nice to have goals, and I got things that I want to accomplish and stuff like that. But for me, honestly, it's, it's just be a servant. Be a servant in whatever way I can. If it's providing ed- education to Kenny's platform, if it's, you know, teaching people around the around the United States how to properly buy and invest into their retirement plans or life insurance or whatever, or to be an investor, whatever that may look like, man. To be honest with, with, with you, it's just to be a servant and, and to serve the best way I can and, and help inspire others, you know, help inspire others to, to live, I guess, a, a better lifestyle, really. I yeah. love that. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, good, that's, bro. that's more that's for me, you know. And that's not, like... I love that answer so much because that just speaks to what you're doing right now, right? It's just, you're not really focused on the result of getting a, owning your own company or having this kind of car or having this kind of big mansion. You know, it's really just, it sounds like you're just going to be doing the same stuff that you are doing right now. To and what and you don't get on. me wrong, man. Like, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have the shoes and the cars yeah. and the lifestyle. Like, I'm don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You oh, know of what I'm course. saying? Like, I love to live a great lifestyle. You know, I love going to Dodger games, Laker games, having oh, a yeah. good time with friends yeah. and, and all yeah, that stuff. Nice. But ultimately, man, if, if I had to narrow it down to one specific thing, that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. Love that. Be, be a servant. Yeah, how are you going to follow that up? <laughs> <laughs> that I, you honestly can't, but I'll give yeah. it a shot. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, the question is, how, what do I see my life in 60 years? Yeah, so like... Uh, what do I want to see? What, I know you guys are big on impact, so maybe yeah. that. Like, what, what kind of impact would you have wanted to make? Yeah. Or, like, is there something personal that you would have wanted to build by that time, like, towards the end of your life? That's awesome. All right. Yeah, I, I, I have thought about this, too. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's legacy. Legacy-driven. And okay. by 60 years from now, man, 50 years from now, um, where I see myself is is not being here in the U.S., but in another country where I can now serve primarily in the Latino and Latin America and be able to just build schools and be able to like to impact the kids there and be able just to give back like where I, I, I did my life here. I did what I had to accomplish. And now I could just go back and just give back and I guess serve. Philanthropy back almost. Serve. Yeah. yeah, philanthropy. Yeah. 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 So. Love that. Okay. And then final question. So if you can remember like a time when you were probably at your lowest or just if you can give advice to your former self, what kind of advice would you give or to someone else who's, you know, just going through it, who just needs something, just a little boost up? Like what is just one thing you'd be like, look, this is just what you need to do to kind of get you out of this rut? Yeah, that's a great question, bro. Um, I mean, to get out of the rut, I would say you got to believe in yourself. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that we ha- that I see a lot of people and even myself is like so sometimes we lack confidence. And but with confidence, if you believe in yourself and you have the confidence, then you could do anything and you could do anything you want. But many people I see that I talk to like walk with their shoulders down or or d- don't look you directly in the eye because they're they're scared that you might see something in them. Um, and they're not as expressive as they probably should should be because they think that they might get judged. And, and I'm able to read that and feel the energy of, of an individual. And, I, and I, I go up to him and I tell him, like, bro, like, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect anybody to love you? And I'm a little hard. I'm a little direct like that just because that's how I was brought up. But I see it with the most, like, loving way. Like, bro, you got to start. You got to change that. You got to love yourself. Because if you love yourself, now you can be expressive out in the world. And when you're expressive out in the world, then more is going to come to you. And then that's when you, And then I would also tell him to. Pick something that you that you want and go for it. Don't don't get distracted by every little thing. Like 
pick something, go at it hard for like two, three years, and then see what you make out of it, and then go somewhere else. Don't try to do everything like good at good at. Well, what's the quote? You're good at everything, but great at nothing. Yeah. Like pick Jack something. Jack of all be- trades, but master of none. Exactly. Yeah. Go go ham on something, master it, and then learn to do something else. That's kind of what I what I what I would tell someone. It's great, that's great advice. That's good, man. And 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 I would say, you know, the power of proximity is big. You know, so mm. so many times, like even at our low points, um, who you surround yourself with is really big. Uh, I'm all we're all about community. I'm personally all about placing yourself in the in the right environments. And I think that when you have the right people around you, that's really important. So pay attention to who's around you. Pay attention to who's clapping during the times of you succeeding and also pay attention to who's around you when you're going through seasons of darkness as well cuz that's really big. And I would like to leave everybody with Romans 8:28 which says if God is for you who could be against you? Right. So understanding the simple belief of as long as he's on your side, you're going to be fine. Right. Continue to walk that that walk of faith. Um, I always like to kind of give this 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 uh, this visual is imagine us being in a dark hole. Right. At our lowest point. And so many times we have this victim mentality of saying, God, why did you do this to me? Why, 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 why? And instead of saying why, I would the invitation is to invite God into the hole with you right? Invite him into it with you because the simple understanding is we all love sports, right? Well, God doesn't lose. You know, he doesn't lose. He's undefeated. So he will help you. If you invite him into that dark hole with you, boom, there you go. Now you guys are going to find out the way together. So many times we try to do it on our own. It's LeBron and MJ together. LeBron and MJ together combined. Kobe, that's even more, man. That's That's, what I'm saying. That's his dream squad. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I'll leave people with that. Again, Romans 8, 28. If God is for you, he could be against you. Put a stamp on that. What a way to finish the pod, Pablo. That was... Mic drop, bro. Man. That's, mic that's drop. a mic drop. <laughs> All right, where where can everyone find you, and and how can they get connected? And and again, to everyone out there too who just has any questions, these guys are genuine dudes, like, and they're just here to educate and and raise the level of awareness up with with everything that goes on in finances, business, entrepreneurship, and it even looks like with mental health too. So feel free, and and yeah, just drop your your ads and your. Wherever we, wherever they can find you. Yeah, I mean, definitely give give us a follow as well. Educate and elevate media co, and then my personal is at Mister Ambitious Inc. There you go. And mine's my name Armando Almeida, but you can follow us on the Educate and Elevate platform as well. Find us on everything, I guess. Yeah, and then we're located here in Chino Hills, but. We're starting to go uh, local, international, so you start to see us everywhere. I know, yeah. yeah. I've seen you guys speaking everywhere. Can't wait to see the future. So happy you guys invited us over and hosted this thing. Truly appreciate it, guys. This is a Anytime, great episode. Bro, through. One of my personal favorites so far. Yeah, you, you guys got a home here, man. So thank yeah, you man. to you and your team and everything that you're doing. And congratulations. Congratulations on the platform, on the podcast, on, on your success. You and your wife or future Yeah, wife, you're about to get married, bro. Me, right? We didn't even talk so about con- that. That's, congratulations. That's huge, on, on everything bro. that you guys got going Thank on. Thank you, man. No, definitely oh, have boy. to do some some recap episodes later yeah. on the future, see where we're all, we're all going. Please, yes, that's a fact. absolutely. But appreciate it, guys. And that's that's a wrap. So more than the numbers pod, remember to follow it, like, share this thing out. This is a powerful message that we have from the both of them. So appreciate you all, and, and we'll end it there. Let's get a Lakers win tonight. Let's, Let's go. Get it. <laughs> all right.